This is the Gifted Kid Complex, the show where the panelists were gifted kids who refused to move on with a satirical take on intellectual elitism by having the most tongue-in-cheek, inane, pedantic, and convoluted conversations every week. Introducing your host this episode, her bird out his image, it's TSC. I miss my cat, Mochi. Oh, your cat's in Singapore, isn't it? And I've been in London for a really long time and I don't get to see my cat. I've never met her cat, but I would love to. <laughs> and every other episode, she's ambitious to the point of hubris. Your host is Cher C. I want a cat, but don't have one. Who, who, what do you have? I have two dogs and a single gerbil, which I'm aware is not like an ideal situation for a gerbil. But I have had five, three at most at one go, but they have died. Um... I'm so sorry. Well, that's a very dark way to start off the episode. Rest in peace to Cher's long lost uh, pets. Anyway, um, my fun fact is that Mochi likes to eat cockroaches um, and is a bit of a stupid idiot. Sure. Okay. He hasn't realized that somehow every time he eats a cockroach, he gets diarrhea. He hasn't realized that it's the cockroaches that are causing that. Diarrhea in a cat litter box sounds awful. That sounds truly and deeply awful. Oh, You don't want to know. I don't. I don't. I don't know why I brought it up. The quote of the day is from a book called I Am a Cat by Natsume Soseki. Okay. And I don't know if you've read this, but uh, he's one of my favorite Japanese literature um, authors. And the quote is from the first page. First of all, the face that should be decorated with hair is as bold as a kettle. Okay. I need a I need a second to ingest that. It is very Japanese literature. It definitely sounds like Japanese literature. Oh, it absolutely is. Um, the satirical bit is that um, the title and the speech of the cat uses a very kind of high register phrasing Ooh. Um, for a nobleman's phrasing, which is ironic because the the cat itself, the speaker, is the house cat of a teacher. What um what personal pronoun does the cat use? Wagahai. It's like an old, old pronoun. Oh god. Okay. In so fact, it's, it's not like... in existence anymore. It's not in use anymore, I don't think. And I I apologize oh, for my really terrible gosh. Japanese. So it's not Watakusu. It's like even more archaic. Yeah, it's one of the only reasons why it's like still around is because of this novel. Right, so it's just been codified in literature and that's why it's still around. It's taught in um, classrooms, hmm. like for, for kindergarten classrooms. So kids learn, I suppose, about cool. like the kind of phrasing and register and stuff. I guess like I am a cat does sound like children's literature, but that line, and I get that it's in translation, but still does not read as children's literature. I mean, it is satire. To me, it's anyway. about class. And um, there's a lot of stuff about, you know, humanness as well, like from the outside. It's a weird, and it was also his first kind of novel and it was published in increments. So like they used to do in that time Mm. where like in a newspaper, they'd publish a chapter at a time and you'd have to wait for the new one to come out. Oh, like Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a lot of Dickens's books. Right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So it's like, it's like the Archie comics, but Maisie. Yeah, it was. Um, Oh my gosh. Okay. Very cool. The game today, we're just going to go into it. Okay. We're just going to. Sure. 
is trust me i was smart once oh no (laughs) oh no okay and this is the game of deception imposter syndrome and light-hearted intellectual snobbery I will be presenting a Wikipedia article and the caveat is this article may or may not exist if I manage to convince my co-host that it's a real article when it's fake or a fake article when it's real, I win. And I can't just make up an article if the thing is already real or true. So fake articles have to be fictitious. This is great. Taya's about to gaslight me hard. <laughs> Are you ready? Um, no, but go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the Wikipedia page for haptic fellatia. So haptic as in touch. Yes. Phil as meaning love and uh-huh. asia meaning cause. Can you can you spell that for me, please? Because it really sounded yeah, so, like you were gonna go haptic fellatio. That's all fellatio, right? H a p t i c. So from the Greek haptikos. F p h i l. What the hell? P h i l a i t i a. Okay. Cool. Okay. 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 The etymological roots, I understand. Yeah. I will read out the uh, description from the page. So it says, in animal psychology, oh, no. haptic fellatia is a phenomenon where mammals experience higher emotional stability in response to the sensation of physical touch caused by the response of neural structures in the brain and body. It is a key positive effect of haptic communication, which refers to the ways in which people and animals communicate and interact via the sense of touch. This is specifically a mammalian thing? Yeah. So the reason why is that... So this is also from lower down in the page. It says, Mm -hmm. Psychologists studying haptic fellatia in mice discovered MRGPRB4 plus neurons Mm -hmm. linked with hair follicles in the skin and have widely spaced nerve endings activated specifically through the act of stroking or petting. Mm. Um, Higher activations of the neurons resulted in fewer signs of stress um, and increased receptiveness to further touch. You know, I've heard of something like this before mm -hmm. and I am very aware that contact in mammalian relationships especially like mother child Mm. is very important and oftentimes the touching of the child is what stimulates the mammary glands to kind of like Mm -hmm. kick in Mm -hmm. and that is often a thing it's also why cats respond really well to being pet and stuff like that are there any physiological reactions yeah yeah, yeah. that's a that's a different branch of it so this haptic fellatia is like the phenomenon of higher emotional stability so it's a psycho it's a psychological thing there's the branch of it in haptic communication which deals with the hormone release so oxytocin lower levels of cortisol that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. it's part of the somatosensory system this all sounds very believable at the moment so this the psychologist Harry Harlow conducted a controversial study, you might have heard of this, involving rhesus monkeys oh, no. and observed that monkeys reared with a terry cloth mother, a wire feeding apparatus wrapped in softer terry cloth, which provided a level of Oof. tactile stimulation and comfort, were considerably more emotionally stable as adults than those with a mere wire mother. I actually haven't heard of this study. 
Um, Have you heard of Harry Harlow? the study doesn't exist and you just said that to make me feel like it did exist. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be ultimate game theory subversion. But no, (laughs) no, I I believe that this is probably a real study. Um, Okay, do you have anything else to tell me about it? More information to give me? There's more kind of down the page about um, how there are different characteristics of the touch that shape like different responses. And so you kind of... um, what happens to it's pressure, shape, variation, speed, and like warmth, I guess. Yeah, that's. Um, I would have guessed that it would, it would be those things. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say that this is real. I have heard about this. I think I've d- done some reading and something similar. I don't remember it being called, what was it again? Haptic philo... Fallacia. Sounds haptic fallacia. That's It really sounds dangerously close to haptic fallacia. I know. But... um. I, I can't get that out of my head. Um, but no, you know what? I believe the only thing that for me feels a little bit suspect is it being across all mammals or not being noted in mm. non mammals. That's the only thing that's weird to me because mm. there are non mammals that have things like they have follicles, like birds. Um, and birds traditionally especially parrots and very social birds enjoy like physical touch although maybe Mm. it doesn't react maybe it doesn't um cause the same kind of reaction um as it does in the mammals but it's very believable and if you've come up with this then you're very good at this game and (laughs) and you've successfully made me think that i've read about this before when it's not a thing (laughs) um I'm going to say it's real. It's not real. I made it up. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, okay, I didn't make this? up. Because I swear to God. I didn't make up the study. The study's real. But okay. it's not yeah. actually involved with haptic, ha- haptic fellatia at so all. So it's not the physical touch itself? No. Interesting. So what, what, what does it have to do with? It was tactile stimulation, but it was fundamentally not the actual mother. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I found just a study that seemed like it was vaguely related and then made up a totally fictitious link. Interesting. Um, there, there's a lot of discourse about being touch starved in animals mm. and that kind of thing. And it's required that that be especially in the developmental years for mm-hmm. um, exactly young of many species, including humans, for there to be contact between the child and the parent. Mm-hmm. So is there, there, there has to be something there that is, because I, I do remember reading something similar, but I so, guess it, it wouldn't be called that. Yeah, it's not called that. Um, haptic communication is real, but again, it, it, it it's just a phenomenon, right? Because you naturally feel closer right. through the sense of touch to your animal and mm-hmm. your animal will feel closer to you. So I wanted to make up something that basically represented that as a phenomenon. Mm. So... It's a real thing that exists in the real world. It's yeah. just that we don't really have that word for it. Right. Okay. Even though the word etymologically makes sense because I Googled it. Does it does make sense. <laughs> for me, I was reading a little bit more also about touch in terms of like it not having a single sense organ. Mm-hmm. And there are also different kinds of like touches, like feelings. So you can get like scratches. Yeah. There is some confusion as to what itchiness is. Because um, like, what is that sensation? And um, some 
scientists have been like, it's low level pain. And I, I don't think that rings true. I feel like it's different. Um, there's not been a lot of research done into the sensation of itchiness. Um, and I, I say that because when you talk about scratching, like obviously scratching relieves the itch, like mm. momentarily anyway. So it's it's interesting that relationship because scratching is mm. like mild pain. Do you scratch your pets behind the ears, like gently? I do, I do. Yeah, they um, like it. I enjoy being scratched behind the ears, like <laughs> like as a human being. It's this pleasant feeling. Um, I don't know if you know this, uh, but parrots, if you pet them on their bodies, will trigger hormones. Mm. It'll trigger their like mating hormones. So oh, you really shit. shouldn't do that to parrots. <laughs> so if you're if you're like petting a parrot, you have to give them scratches on like their heads because then they'll get horny. <laughs> Haptic fellatio, foreplay for yeah. haptic fellatio. No, so it's it's bad because a lot of beginner bird owners don't know that and mm. they'll start doing that and then their birds will start getting really aroused and it might trigger like ovulation. That's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad because they might be trying to lay eggs that they can't. Please take care of your animals. Um. Yep, don't do that. <laughs> I haven't really seen that many animals in my life. I've petted a dolphin mm. in the aquarium. Interesting. They're really sweet animals. I don't think dolphins should be kept in aquariums. I really don't think so either. Here on the Gifted Kid Complex, we are really against the keeping of cetaceans in facilities that are not the fucking oceans um yep. unless they are in rehab and they need to be taken care of and they yep. would die in the open sea. Nope, we do not like it. I'm anti. I'm against zoos as well, just in principle. Really? Um, unless you're like a conservation center and you're deliberately kind of in that habitat, you've got animals from mm-hmm. that particular habitat, and you're making sure that the ecosystem re- remains balanced and it, in its natural mm-hmm, state. Mm-hmm. That's fine because um, it's for protection. But if you're just taking animals from all over the world, dumping them in some random new location where they're not meant to be, where they're not indigenous, yeah. and you're letting crowds of kinds of people come and ogle them day after day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm against that. And making money off of it too, not it. I'm not do having think it. There are many zoos that do put strong efforts towards conservation and mm. rehabilitation and all of that. And that I'm in support for. And yeah, also there's no other way that they would be able to raise the money in order to do those things if they didn't open it to the public. But I do think that in general, the public should be better about zoos or just any facilities where animals are being kept, especially mm. wild animals. Because I've seen mm. people taking flash photos at like the night safari in Singapore Mm-mm. and things like that. And that's not cool. Um, not cool. I think people need to be more respectful of animals. I don't think zoos are inherently bad as long as what they're doing is ethical. I am against the zoos carrying on in many of the ways that I many think- zoos are that like zoos are okay if it's animals from that like habitat if it's indigenous animals from that habitat Mm -hmm. i i I oppose kind of the process of bringing like you know an asian elephant all the way over to like the u.s on an entirely different climate where Mm -hmm. it's not accustomed to um my favorite animals Mm -hmm. are pandas by the way do you have a favorite animal i actively dislike pandas why Um, they're so stupid not pandas themselves but I, I really think that pandas should just go extinct. Um, they're <laughs> clearly breeding themselves out of out of existence. They're not they're not working and we are actively 
conserving the existence of pandas way more than other animals that actually do contribute to the ecosystem more true. positively. There are so many frogs, and so many beetles, and so many other pollinators that really need help that they're not getting because they are not big, because they are not cute. So um, I don't like pandas. That's fair. They, should just, they are clearly failing Darwin's test. <laughs> That's why they're so fucking cute to me. Because they're so stupid, man. Because they are... Because they're so dumb. Uh, no. I didn't answer your question about a favorite animal. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'll answer your question with, uh, first, one of the animals that I have changed my mind about, which is Ooh. mosquitoes. I used to think that mosquitoes were just an annoyance and that they weren't really What are you to cooking, bro? I know, but I don't think that mosquitoes deserve as bad of a rap as they do because it's only the females that feed blood and not even all of them do. That is true. So I no longer think that all mosquitoes should just die out um, because actually it would really harm our ecosystems, especially those that are, um, especially the producers that are pollinated by mosquitoes. Mm. Um, I am I am a very huge fan of animals that are very intelligent so uh we talked about cephalopods in episode Mm. three i really like cephalopods i think they're really cool um mantis shrimps are very cool as well they Mm. punch so fast that the water around them boils that's crazy that's (laughs) base and i really like cockatiels because i really want one and i really like birds that brings us on to the last game which is just going to be a tier list oh okay the vibe is touch. If anyone hasn't clocked, by the way, this episode is about the tactile experience. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm ranking fidget toys. <laughs> Cher has a lot of really high quality, um, unnecessarily high quality uh, fidget toys. Yes. <laughs> right. Let me explain. Um, so, <laughs> hear me out so as you guys may know the fidget cube is kind of like the holy grail mm. of fidget toys when it comes to those that are you know just made um, I started making my own because I really like buttons my favorite side of the fidget cube is the button side like anything mm. that involves like gah, 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 gah. so haptic feedback mm. so if you're watching the video version of this hi patreon listeners um, those of you who are keyboard fanatics may know about keyboard switches and looping your keyboards and all of that. Mm. I am not that person. I can't even touch type. However, I love buttons. Yeah. I've been collecting a bunch of different kinds. So the ones that I have here are my box jade ones. And I just have four switches in a row with keycaps on. And I just get to hold them in my hand like this and just go. Oh, I'll, I'll show you another one. Oh my god. The bell. <laughs> I'll show you another one. Oh, do they all have like different like clickies? Yeah, so the ones that I've mostly been playing around with are clickies and tactiles, which are not ones mm. that I would use on my actual keyboard. My actual keyboard with my PC is linear. Anyway, that's my little spiel about... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, my... Okay, I don't have any fidget toys, but what I've really wanted mm-hmm. for like literally ages all over my feed page i get these slime videos 
of like people who make like different scented slimes and like decorate Mm -hmm. them i want one so bad oh my god okay i like like the watery slimes like in theory because they (gasps) they look cool but here's my thing about slime um so i am gonna put slime at a solid c tier um (laughs) because i had a slime hyperfixation very late into the game like a modern slime thing wow so you know how slime was like a big thing on the internet 10 years ago, especially yeah. like an oobleck as well. Mm-hmm. Slime has kind of had a renaissance um, similar to Minecraft where we're kind of like reminiscing back on it and the quality of it has gone so much higher. Um, yeah. I spent so much money, eventually got to me. It was such a letdown because I didn't like them that much. And this like mechanical switch um row things that i've been making solid sss tier that is from me your verified adhd combined type uh podcast host (laughs) although people have different preferences but for me slime is c tier i feel like slime for me is like gonna be a tier but like certain scents actually the (laughs) scent is what threw me off yeah and the scents for me were a bit too strong and also artificial smelling so some scents are just very strong mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's not my thing. Although I was very big into Ublek as a kid because I think non-Newtonian fluids are fascinating. Um, so <laughs> for me, that is A tier. But it wasn't A-tier. as fun to play with because it left like a weird mm. residue on your hands, like a weird chalky mm. cornstarch residue. Don't you have that, like Cher showed me when we were hanging out in London, mm-hmm. like these little, the little twisty thingy made of metal and it like forms a coil. So I have um, a limited edition metal tangle. So it's not the metallic covered plastic ones. So it's not like the shiny ones. It's like actually solid metal. Um, so mm-hmm. it's weighted, it's cool, and it's very smooth. And that's the best tangle ever. Um, I do think that the clicky things are more satisfying to play with. Sure. So I'm not going to say it's S tier along with that, but it's solid mm. A tier. I liked it a lot. For the neurotypical gang out there, Fitted toys are actually really satisfying to play with. Mm. And even though it might not have the same effect as like improving your focus or just in terms of like stimming, sometimes it can just be really satisfying just to like fidget with it absentmindedly or just yeah. kind of play with it. It's not like an exclusively neurodivergent thing. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 a thing for everyone, basically. Yeah. Think about stress balls, but better. Okay, stress balls are kind of D tier, can't lie. Oh, stress balls fucking suck. Yeah. Because one, they usually just like a corporate logo on them, probably. Yeah. Two, they're usually not that soft. So you have to press really hard to get any mm. kind of dent. I think it should have less resistance. They feel really weird. And I think that like my default mm. response when I get stressed is to like cry. <laughs> and it's not to like throw things or like, mm. you know, squeeze things beyond repair or like start destroying things. That's not like my impulse. So I've never really gotten stress balls mm-hmm. because like I don't have enough uh, anger. I think the squeezy, um, the squeezy stim toys like the slimes and mm. the stress ball and things like that for me are not as satisfying because there's no there's no haptic feedback in like the way like where there's Mm. clearly some kind of response Mm. to whatever you're doing it's just squish and that's not to me as satisfying what other toys do you have that you'd like that that Um, would you put on the tier list fidget spinners i think are shit and suck 
I was about to get to those. They suck. I don't know why they got so popular. <laughs> They're so um, bad. I was not ever just been a child. I did not like them. There are some like cooler ones that I saw that were like in the shape of like gears. So they were gears and they'd interact and make the. Mm, I like, have spin. one of those. Yeah. So that one is okay because yeah. it's so small that you can feel like the vibrations and that's just fun. But I don't think it's good for stimming purposes. Yeah. I mean, I was just like a, it was mm-hmm. a public disturbance in my middle school um, is what it was. Mm. There were so many in Asia as they yeah. usually are with Asia and they, they just really <laughs> capitalize on any trend and just kind of like, yeah, you know, beat that horse real hard. It was was just awful. awful. And as someone with ADHD, with friends who have ADHD, none of us really thought the fidget spinners were good for fidgeting because, again, there is no feedback. I think truly the person who enjoys the fidget spinner needs to get out more. (laughs) So fidget spinners, solid F tier, maybe even G tier. Yeah, Um, so bad. And we are ranking based on the satisfaction gained, right? mm Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like the haptic coins. I don't know if you've heard of these. They like when you do that, it goes like, and it's done with magnets. So they yeah like, yeah 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 click. I like those. Those are S tier. Magnets are such great fidget toys. They're so fun. The buckyballs are very cool. Not Buckminster Fullerene, <laughs> not C sixty. <laughs> um, but... Oh man, you brought back HL Chem, man. <laughs> Why did you why did you bring up C60? <laughs> Back to fidget toys. Um like the small magnets are very dangerous because if anyone yeah. swallows them like a child or a dog um and the magnets go inside you they'll like want to stick together throughout your digestive tract and that can really fuck you up so a lot of those have been recalled or just like stopped being manufactured. Mm. S tier in terms of fun, F tier in terms of safety. Yeah. Which is, yeah. wait, hold on. <laughs> S stands for safety, F stands for fun, but we flipped it. Oh my God, it's a reverse. Just made that connection. I like the feeling like the I, like metal. I like it to be cool and kind of a little bit weighted. And I like a lot mm-hmm. of like fur. Yeah. I like fluffy things. Um, I've got a, I have a lot of stuffed animals and I love them mm. very much. I've got a panda. His name is Zhong Guofan. <laughs> Uh, I named him after a 19th century Chinese general. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an Oxford history student. This is on brand. My A-level philosophy class, uh, we kind of got into that whole rocks of minds. Like, yeah, we brought in a rock and we named it Rockrates. (laughs) We gave him a little desk and a a chair. That's so cute. Um, Yes, I have um, a stuffed whale that I got at the Art Science Museum in mm, Singapore, and so I named cute. it Fish. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the process of like touching something or hugging something or just like kind of playing with something. I don't really know the. I mean, the science behind it was a little bit unclear, other than it just fires off nerve endings and then releases like hormones. Yeah, but I feel like there's a specific kind of element of neurodivergence that really responds well to it, and I don't really know the science behind that. Hmm. I think it's it's just about needing more sensory stimulation, stimulation. Um, yeah. and especially when it's controlled. Because um, mm. I don't like it. Um, I was recently at a bowling alley and I got very mm. overwhelmed um, by all the sound. So I actually had to like time out to go, like put my noise canceling like earbuds in um, and just like listen to something else. Yeah, it was yeah, too yeah, much yeah. For me. My brother asked, how is that different to listening to like loud music? Because like 
I am listen. I, I'm like I am a big rock fan, and mm. I listen to the metal. And I think the difference is whether I'm in control of the sensory yeah. stuff, because then I get to choose how much there is of it and what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and needing more of it when there's not enough of it, and needing less of it when there's too much. So I think that's what the stimming is. And do you feel like you're a lot more sensitive? Oh yeah. To like. Um, sure. an imbalance I guess that you perceive mm-hmm. or like when something's too much or too little it's a lot more intense yes I'm very yeah. overwhelmed by smells and tastes so I'm a very picky mm. eater which is something that is like not something I'm particularly proud of and I get very sensitive around smells that I don't like um mm. I don't like light touch when I'm not expecting it um yep, if someone yep, touches yep, me yep. like like if you're gonna touch me like touch me like you know like have like a firm grip um that that is just like little things i feel like with like people to people people to animal touch intent matters so so much Mm -hmm. and you can like sense it really 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 like regardless of like whether you're neurotypical or neurodivergent you can kind of or somewhere in between you can sense very easily what like someone's intent is when they're like Mm. if they're gonna touch you anywhere Mm -hmm. um or if they're gonna put an arm around you and the same thing for animals there's something i guess very animalistic about all the senses Mm that kind of emphasis of like sensory experience as a primality inherent in it. That's your tactile experience. So with that, thank you for listening to the Gifted Kid Complex. If you have enjoyed this episode of our podcast and would like to support us, a very simple way to do so is to let people know that we are here. Subscribe or follow so you can come back every week and please do rate and review us so others can find us too. We'd always appreciate hearing anything you, our listeners, have to say. If you'd like to contact us to make any suggestions or share some interesting stuff with us, you can do so via the form in the link tree in our show notes. We are also now on Patreon. Hi, Patreon. And if you're on Patreon, you can see me waving. Um, By pledging to the Gifted Kid Complex, you can get rewards such as full-length and uncensored video episodes early access and before and after commentary from the cast and crew it's just me who wrote this episode today Mm. but still we have a wonderful writing team um who helps so much with the rest of the process yes our patreon is linked in our show notes alongside any citations and references to topics we discussed today if you want further reading we'll release a few short bonus episodes on our main rss feed for everybody to listen to as and when made up of the fascinating tangents that landed on the cutting room floor if you'd like to see even more bonus content though another patreon reward is exclusive bonus content you can't find anywhere else both in audio and video form the Gifted Kid Complex is created, directed, and produced by Cher C. Hi. Um, our co-hosts and primary researchers are uh, Cher and myself. Our primary editor is Chris K. Our secondary editor is Cher C. And our audio engineer is me. Our assistant writers and researchers and transcribers are Alex E, Delaney L, Isaiah H, Jenny S, and Lucas H. We record our episodes on Riverside.fm and publish with RSS.com. So thank you to them for helping us make the Gifted Kid Complex exist. And finally, thank you to you, our patrons and our listeners, because you are the reason that we can and do make the Gifted Complex. We have so much fun with it, um, and we hope that you love it too. See you next week for another episode of the Gifted Complex. I'm actually going to be overseas over next weekend, so we will (laughs) see if I can somehow time a recording by the time I'm back. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.